Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin. Cody Schultz and I are joined by head of Fansided Entertainment, Natalie Zamora, and Fansided Editori- Editorial Director, Josh Hill, uh, to talk about the show everyone's talking about, uh, The Bachelor. But before we get into that, um, I want to know what you guys are watching right now. On my end, I'm watching Succession for the first time. Not a new show, but um, HBO is just always a network that I'll watch any show on. So I am loving it. I'm almost done with season one. And if people haven't watched it, you definitely should. I have not seen that. Josh, what are you watching? I'm anticipating the new WandaVision tomorrow or Friday. I guess I don't know if I want to date the episode, <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Cause it's like the first two episodes, you're like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm intrigued. And I'm like way down the wormhole on trying to figure out all the theories that I didn't even know I cared about. Like I'm trying <laughs> to figure out what sword is. And then I'm like, Oh, this is when X-Men's going to get involved. And this is when fantastic four is going to cross over. So yeah. WandaVision all about it. I watched that at like two in the morning and I was so confused. I still don't really know what was happening. <laughs> it's a trip. Cody, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with Josh. Like that's like what's at the forefront of my mind is like, I'm so ready for the new episode to drop and see what exactly like where it goes next. And like, I love that we're getting into like the new era. And so I'm like very excited to see where that goes. I'm, I'm just was ready for Marvel content after a year without really anything other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which they kind of decided they weren't MCU relating, kind of charted their own path there. So it's it's been nice having Marvel back in my life. I know. It's been really weird without Marvel because they were churning out so many movies. Like every three months was like a new Marvel movie. And it was like taking it to like the next level every time. And then it was just like a year without. Now we get this weird show that like I can't quite place like in the MCU. I'm just excited to see where it goes next. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's uh, on Friday, January 22nd. We get the new episode of WandaVision. I'm going to try to stay up late again like I did last week, but then was shunned when Disney Plus didn't work for me. Um, uh, Fate, the Wink Saga um, is coming tomorrow on Netflix. Jurassic World Season 2 is coming tomorrow on Netflix. And then we've got some other stuff. Pixar Popcorn on Disney Plus and then Losing Alice on Apple TV. Um, and then Saturday is pretty uh, blank slate so far but then on sunday january 24th we've got the euphoria special on hbo max i know natalie will be watching that and the charm season three premiere on the cw um and then we've got monday and that's the bachelor and that's what we're here to talk about natalie you're the co-host of the fan-sided bachelor podcast can i steal you for a second uh so what do you think of that season so far I think it's really good so far. I feel like there's such a good balance of heartfelt moments and then really stupid drama that's so addicting to watch. So I think it's good. I usually like it annoys me when a season is just drama and then the lead is kind of an idiot like Peter's season of The Bachelor. Um, So I think Matt is doing a good job. I really like him so far. And I think there are like a lot of promising contestants as well as a few dramatic ones. So I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I guess this just feels like uh, The Bachelor to me or like The Bachelorette. Like the last with Taysha and Claire, that whole thing was just weird. It didn't really feel like the same show. So it's good to be like back in this world like this, the fall like setting, I think that this happened in fall based on like the color of the leaves. Uh, but like, I feel like that was like very bachelor bachelorette. They would all do the dates. Everyone's wearing flannel. Um, like it's good to be back in that like non 
Palm Springs world. <laughs> to not be at the La Quinta Inn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's good to like go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And the place that they're staying in is huge. It's insane. And it's just fun to watch because especially with this franchise, I feel like I watch it as like escapism because I would never like I don't have it take what it takes to go on this show. So it's just fun to like see like a completely different world, like still in this country. And it's just like where the rich go, I guess. I know. I've never even heard of this place. Uh, Cody, Josh, do you guys like the new season so far? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 different than Tasha and Claire's season, but I feel like it's a, there's elements of it that have kind of carried over. Like, we're going to get a whole batch of, you know, new women in the house now this week, which feels a lot like when Tasha started. We kind of got some new guys in the house, and there was that drama. I'm interested to see how that whole cross-pollination goes. And based on the previews, it's going to not go well because it sounds like you know already you know tension drama is really high with victoria and you know, all of these other people with you know the stuff we had with sarah last week but the cross-pollination of these new girls coming into the house like give me the drama like I'm, I'm with natalie like i like to watch it as escapism but i also like to watch it for like things that i don't have a lot of in my life and i don't have a lot of vacation and i don't have a lot of social interactions that offer up a chance for drama like that i'm like just give it all to me please i didn't know i needed it this bad oh i know what about you cody yeah i feel like i'm in a, a different boat just because this is my first official season watching so it's like to ju- i don't have that ability to judge it to other seasons just off of like the bachelorette because that was also the first season i watched but i feel like it's off to a really good start like so far of course there's the drama which i feel like is always the central thing like you have to have drama with the bachelor or bachelorette like a season without it would be boring like as much as we love to complain that's what gives us something to talk about and so it's like if we didn't have that drama it wouldn't be fun but i think just as a you know comparing it to Tasha and claire's i like really like where matt's directions like going so far and like last week was definitely a bit awkward with like the whole sarah cloud over the whole episode um, which i guess is like a good pivot point to talk about like the villains of this season because i really thought like sarah was a fan favorite in the first couple episodes and then this episode really kind of started to vilify her almost with like the other ladies and like she kind of came under attack. She crashed the group date. She stayed in her room. And so it was a lot of like drama. So what were your guys' thoughts on the whole Sarah ordeal? It was, I, I was on board with Sarah at first. Like she's got a really, it was a really heartbreaking story, like with her father and everything that was going on in her you know, real life, which first of all, if that's, we find out that like he's, it's not like weeks or months, it's like days that he has to live. And I'm like, I don't want to tell anybody how to live their life, but maybe don't go on The Bachelor if that's, you know, the situation. But also the fact that like she didn't tell, I was of two minds of it. On the one, I was like, okay, she's not using her father as like some sort of excuse or a crutch. Because that would have been really gross where it's like, oh, I'm just acting this way because my father's dying. I'm like, well, that's a problem. Like don't, that you can't use that as an excuse. But also she didn't like, explain it at all so it was just this like weird unsaid thing even when she was talking with matt it was like it didn't come up i'm like that seems like the situation where you would want to mention that but instead she just kind of threw everybody else under the bus she didn't even stick up for katie and be like hey she was really nice to me that bothered me but like don't don't throw the other women under the bus and then play the victim like she she completely botched that and it also takes a lot a lot to make victoria come off looking good so come on Sarah, what are you doing <laughs> yeah i guess it's like the gray area of like reality tv because i feel like that sarah was there and i don't know obviously but like she was there 
to like actually find love and was like gonna see if it like worked out with Matt and then like had all these other feelings like of like missing her family and stuff and like she did like the cardinal sin of like interrupting the group date when you're like not there and that's like never gonna go over well and then like it feels like all the other girls are like and this always happens but like they're mad that he, Matt was giving her so much attention and like wasn't they're like I haven't talked to him yet but it's like do you ever think that they feel like maybe he's like not talking to you for a reason like that's how I feel about it at least yeah it was like the first episode where I can't remember who it was like Victoria was definitely a villain which I know we're going to talk about but like how she, I can't remember which contestant it was was complaining she hadn't had time but yet she was like well have you gone and sought Matt out like and actually made an effort and she's like no I'll just wait and it's like you got to shoot your shot at some point, like, and make the effort. <laughs> and so it's one of those weird, like, gray areas of, like, okay, she's obviously showing the initiative, but it's, like, how far is too far with, like, crashing the group date and that kind of stuff? So Victoria's the main villain. Do we have any other villains that you guys think, other than, I guess, Sarah, but she's now gone? Any other villains that we think could rise to the top, take the <laughs> crown from Victoria? <laughs> Are you going to talk about Kit? Is this where we're going to talk about Kit? <laughs> she seems tailor-made for kind of like the mean girls role here. And that when they kind of ambushed Sarah, when it went a little bit overboard where it was like yeah. they're talking to her and it's like, all right, we're kind of, you know, pissed off how you're acting here. But then Kit and Victoria were like, hardcore you can't sit at this table anymore like you can't even go to this school anymore like just <laughs> go like yeah i think kit kit's kit's coming for the crown no pun intended yeah i was going to say kit also but then did you guys see i saw this on the bachelor subreddit but she like made an apology to sarah on instagram so i'm like okay maybe you have a heart and you want so bad but i agree her and victoria were going hard and it was like a personal attack. So I want to say Kit is definitely behind Victoria, but I'm, I think Victoria definitely is just the worst of them all. Do you think, is she like, I know we talk about like the producer picks all the time, but like, I just don't see the, like the Matt connection there with Victoria. And so it's like, why do you keep her around when there's like other people that he like seemingly had a connection with? Is it just, do you think it's a producer? Is she a plant? it's a good question i like it seems too obvious like like you said she does not have a connection with matt <laughs> there's no way and like she seems like an actress like i keep seeing people on twitter and stuff are like all right she's obviously a, a paid actress right because <laughs> no one like that so i don't know like part of me is like yeah she's definitely a producer plant but the other half is like but they're making it too obvious like she might yeah crazy uh, yeah like some of the stuff she was saying about sarah while sarah was like there trying to apologize like talking about her to the rest of the group as if she wasn't there and i don't know if like that's what was the editing but like that was pretty savage i was like oh this is like this is like maybe crossing a couple lines and like what i'm comfortable watching on tv like i love the drama of the show but then i was like okay this is like kind of mean now and now i sort of feel bad yeah, I wonder, too, if she's gotten just some bad edits. Because it does seem like maybe some of the girls in the house like her, where she's not as hated as it seems the outside world feels about her from watching the show. Because she's got to be around for a reason. Like, I agree with Natalie. Like, the producer plant thing is a little bit too obvious. So maybe yeah. it's just a case of, like, she's getting a bad edit. I mean, she's not, you know, helping herself. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. the producers might not be helping her much either. 
it seemed like the uh the girls really liked like they did those stories right or the the erotic literature <laughs> paragraphs i don't even know what to call it the speeches uh but they really liked her so maybe you're right maybe they like she does have a good connection with the rest of the house and it's just as like she's coming off very odd <laughs> i feel like it's definitely a terms of like editing because like even like referencing back big brother another reality show there's they of course have the element of the live feed so people can watch what's going on in the house 24 7 if they want to but it's like if you're a viewer who only watches the show you can see a completely different person than they see on the live feed just because of how right. they put different things together and it's like you could have the nicest person on the live feeds be the villain of the season just because of how things are edited and so it's like do there's like that element of is she that bad or is it just we're seeing her at her absolute worst only and that's right. what it looks so bad. But it is hard because like when they kind of threw Marilyn under the bus and I was like, <laughs> she seems like the nicest, quietest girl. And then she just literally threw her right under the bus and then she got sent home. I'm like, yeah, adds to that question of was this a plant for drama or I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how she reacts to with like these new women coming in. I'm like, I could already tell in the teaser, she's not going to be happy. <laughs> so it's like, that'll be kind of fun to watch as a viewer, just like how she reacts. Oh yeah, totally. So we talked villains. Do we have any early favorites predictions uh, that you guys have? I still like Abigail. Like that's, I feel like she kind of got overshadowed by all of the drama from this last episode and like inject that into my veins. Like give me the drama, but like let's <laughs> yeah. not forget about <laughs> Abigail because she also, she had like the first really good date it seemed where she had like the first real connection with Matt. And she's just, she seems like such a, she seems like she shouldn't be on The Bachelor. She seems too pure and too kind for The Bachelor, which is why she wasn't really in that episode, it seemed, last week, because, like, there's so much drama, and she seems so removed from that, which just made me like her even more, that she's like, I don't want to get involved with this. I am really here for Matt. I don't need any of this in my life. So, Abigail, I'm team Abigail all the way. I also am team Abigail. She is so cute and sweet. And I love the ear tugging move that she pulled on Matt. Like, oh, if I see you across the room, I'll, you know, tug on my ear. I thought that was really cute. And I like a lot of them. Like, I think a lot of them have potential to, you know, be the one for Matt. Um, I really like Brie and I really like Serena P. Um, Those are my I, two picks. <laughs> yeah. I think he has a few like really sweet, genuine seeming girls. So I, I like a lot of them. I'm also very into the character arc of Katie where she comes into the house as yeah. what like vibrator girl. And now she's like consoling Sarah and like had an actual like heartfelt moment where she connected on an emotional, like a deep emotional level. And I was like, hold on, like two weeks ago, you're like <laughs> the laughing stock of the house. I'm like, I, all right, I like that character arc. That's, she could be sneaky top four pick, I think. I think it's probably... <laughs> If I were to pick top three, it would be the three we mentioned, Abigail, Bree, Serena P. And same with you, Cody. Yeah, those were, it's funny, those were like the first three names that come right to my mind. Just, I don't know how anybody can not like Abigail, especially after the premiere. Like, like Josh kind of said, she doesn't seem like she fits in this world. Like, she's just too, like, pure. Like, I feel like, I worry she's going to get hurt. Like, she's going to be someone who's going to, like, when she leaves, mm. it'll be very emotional. And um, I, don't, I don't know, but yeah, Serena... And then um, Brie both kind of emerge as ones that I can see myself rooting for as the season goes by. It's going to be interesting with this new group of contestants to see actually we're rooting for there. Because um, I felt like when they did the new editions and Tasha season, like there weren't any of the four people they brought up. Like I didn't root for any of them. Like it was like, okay, I'm already connected to these people. I want to mm -hmm. see them go far. User just kind of like an afterthought. 
And so, and they kind of added like that drama with the Noah and Bennett stuff and all that, like really fueling that. And I'm really curious to see if these people are going to be just there for drama or if any of them actually have like a chance of going far into the season. Do we know how many they're bringing on? Cause he already had like over 30 people there, I think. Yeah. I think it's like four or five people. Maybe I'm just guessing. I don't yeah. know. Another five. That would be that. I, yeah. It's just going to like throw gasoline on this fire. It's just going to be <laughs> wild. That's what I'm like. That's not even like a bold prediction. That's just like, you could already see it. Just like if you didn't even see the preview and someone was like, yeah, five more people are coming. They'd be like, all right, it's going to get bad. <laughs> Yeah, and it makes you feel bad almost for these five people because it's like almost like a group mentality of like this will be the unifying factor for the other remaining people. Like <laughs> we're the originals. Now these people are at a you know competition because I feel like we kind of saw that last season with the Bachelorette. Is no one kind of took these new people under and like you didn't see like bromances <laughs> with those new people, whereas like the others you'd see like the little cutaway scenes. And it's going to be really interesting to see if we see that same kind of takeaway when these new ladies arrive of like how competitive do they like are they ready like just knock them out like they're just like afterthoughts and I, it makes you wonder why they held them too because it feels like it's un, like an unfair like thing to like throw them into the mix after he's already started making these connections yeah especially if he gives them like a one-on-one before like some of the other people or like leaves people off a group date to like take these five people or something that'll just be like oh man i'm excited <laughs> It doesn't feel like they do themselves much of a favor, too, by coming in based on the preview. Although yeah. I feel like didn't Noah do that last uh, on uh, Tasha's season where he came and he's yeah. like, how's it going, boys? Like, you know, the winner is here or something like that. It feels like we've kind of got that. But also, I don't want to totally put myself in the shoes of somebody who's going into the Bachelor house after like half a <laughs> season. But like you have to think that you almost have to come in there with your armor on and like your sword out. Because like, th- like Cody said, there's established connections there, both with each other and with Matt. And you are literally the other woman coming in, in a house of other women. So that's, that's a tough spot to be in. We're almost out of time. Um, any, any last thoughts, any well wishes to Claire and Dale? Anyone want to go there? Uh, I hope that they're doing well separately. Uh, and I just, I hope Tisha and Zach fare, fare better because I don't know, I think I'd be more heartbroken over that breakup. Yeah, same. Me too. All right. Well, uh, we're officially out of time. So uh, thanks for listening, Josh, uh, Natalie, Cody. Thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, all made right here in the USA from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. 
If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.